everybody. Uh, this is the Nook of Knowledge, and uh, we are going to be relating films to the fundamentals of life with Castaway today. Uh, and uh, I just really love this movie. I just watched it, and it was so good. Um, so how are you doing? Oh, so good. <laughs> good? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that's great. So anyways, um, let's just get right into it. Let's dive in. So, Castaway. Mm-hmm. What was your main takeaway from the ending of the film? From the ending, I'd say the main takeaway is that there's a lot of confusion and a lot of not knowing where to go from here. The main character, Chuck, he's just kind of at a crossroads, figuratively and literally, at the end, and he just doesn't quite know where to go. I mean, after everything that happened in the movie, if you're in the same situation, it'd kind of just be like, What next? What do I do? The biggest theme to me was relationships Mm. in general. Uh, Because you see the relationship at the beginning with Kelly. Uh, Then you see the relationship with Wilson. Yeah. Whatever that represents. And throughout the movie, you just see the sense of him kind of not really... He's not caring as much as he should about the relationships that he has. Mm. But then by the end of the film, he cares so much about relationships and and what they mean and, and and he knows why they're important now. And, and before, before the, all this stuff happened, he didn't really know. Um, and he was kind of giving, taking them for granted, I think. It's um, really good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I guess at the beginning of the film, uh, it's kind of close to Christmas time. And, and Kelly's giving Chuck a, a present before he leaves on this trip. And I don't know, I guess the whole time, yeah, I could see that. That Chuck's just kind of like nonchalant about it. And... I mean, like, I'm sure he probably cared about the relationships in his life quite a bit, but I guess there must have been something missing because he was he had a lot more priority on like his work life and and that kind of stuff more than any relationship. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm I'm sure that he did care about Kelly at the beginning, and he 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 did love her, but uh, just looking at from her point of view, maybe it's like he might not have just. Paid not paid enough attention to her. It seems like he was going away on this business trip during during Christmas, which is a time where you spend time with family, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, was probably not. I mean, it might not have been okay with her and things like that. So, not ideal. Exactly. It's like it's not ideal, right? And so when that takes place, you're like, okay, well now I know what's more important to him at this time. Mm-hmm. Right? His, was his work. Yeah, and he hops on that plane and disappears forever. Dude, <laughs> no. honestly, I thought he was gonna be on the island forever. Like, yeah, how like how did he get off that island? Like, seriously, it's crazy. You know, he was on that island for what was it like four years? Yeah, he was there. Yeah, and that's just insane. How would you be able to last that long? Because he didn't have any supplies, really. He didn't really have anything. <laughs> just had a bunch of videotapes. Yeah, well, I mean, the company he worked for was FedEx, right? Yeah. So. On that plane, there was a bunch of random packages. Exactly, yeah. I'd be like crashing your Amazon vehicle and then having to survive off of like random people's packages. <laughs> random crap that you don't need. Yeah. Yeah, he uses like the, the tape inside the, the, the VHS to like wrap things up. So he did, mm-hmm. he was using them yeah. know, to his advantage, uh, like for what he can do with them. But, but there was this one package that he didn't open though, which I thought was really weird. Like, why would you, why would you, not open that package and then he delivers it at the end right like what mm. did you think about that why why did he not open it do you think 
I don't know. Do you do you think it had something to do with like his hope? Maybe he didn't do that because that was one thing that could keep him going. Yeah. He's like, I gotta I gotta keep this one. This one's gotta be something special. Yeah, I mean that that could be the case. It's like I I'll hold on to this as a you maybe just like a sign that I'm gonna get off this island one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like what you said, like a, just a, a little glimpse of hope. Yeah, uh, faith that he could do it. Yeah, you know things like that. Uh, but there's there's other things that, factors that play in with that too. Like uh, the picture of his wife seemed seemed to be in his mind all the time. Mm-hmm. And with that, the the watch that that she gave him before before he left, and, and at the end of the movie, he talks about that a little bit. How, mm-hmm. how he's just glad that she was there with him on the island. Because uh, otherwise, he probably wouldn't have made it uh, yeah. without that motivation. Well, if we touch on that a little bit more with, with their relationship, you know, Chuck gets home from being on this island. And that relationship in his head really, like, kept him going. It was like, oh, Kelly, I got to I gotta get back to her. And he gets back to civilization after these four brutal years just to find out that she moved on. She got married and has a kid, and and here <laughs> yeah. Chuck is just like, what do I do now? Where do I fit into all this? Yeah, exactly. Like, he's like he has nowhere else to go. Right? Yeah, brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just very strange. Honestly, I I kind of take this movie as more of a metaphor than anything else. I mean, yeah. as you should, because how can you how can you last that long on an island for four years with nothing? Mm-hmm. really like i i honestly like if that was real if this was real life like mm-hmm. do you think that someone could actually do that if they were a real man <laughs> they're, they're a real man i don't oh, know it, i it depends on a lot of things but i i feel like it'd be possible for some people to do yeah yeah, yeah. but for like in in real life for this person to do this thing for uh, this specific person, for, like I don't know, who would it be? Like, who would it have to be? Like, would it have to be someone who's actually skilled in these things, or do you think that someone like Chuck could actually do it in real life? Mm. I think I think the skills would be really important, but like on top of that, I think it really is like the drive and the will to like keep going that'd be most important. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, like good luck to anybody who would try to do that <laughs> i don't i don't think i could make it dude me neither for four years i like i actually i i think about this thought about this a lot well yeah you know while i was just pondering it and i'm yeah i i don't think i could i'd probably <laughs> die honestly yeah <laughs> like i i honestly don't know how he made it that long like barely any food like how and then he got he actually got pretty good at catching those fish with a with a spear yeah I guess that's the trick, right? You're at the ocean. If you can do that, then you're set. But you need the motivation because without that, you'll just give up and, and that'll be it. Yeah. Um, I just want to touch on, on their relationship one last time, actually, um, with Chuck and Kelly. Because I thought they came to me like at the end of the movie when, when all this comes to a realization and Chuck is like, oh, great. Like, what am I supposed to do? It just kind of dawned on me. I was like, huh. How many people are in like relationships with other people and they think everything is like going all right, things are fine, but in reality it's not as as it actually seems. Like in your mind everything's going great, 
But then when you tap back in with that person, you find out that actually, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> things, things aren't what I thought they were in my mind at all. Yeah. I was like, great. This is awesome. It's actually trash. What do you think about that? Well, I, I think that that's definitely a uh, possibility within this film, too. And just when you were talking about that, it makes me think of how at the end of the film you see uh, Kelly's kids. Mm-hmm. And they're actually older than four years. I mean, it looks like <laughs> that, doesn't it? Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> so I just Kelly, thought, you have some explaining. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought about that, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So something happened there. <laughs> but at the at the end of the movie, though, I think I think that he figured that out. Yeah, and that's why there was like this awkward pause at the end, uh, <laughs> where he was like, "Okay, so let me get this straight." And then she was like, she looked kind of scared, uh-huh. and then he just asks about like the football team or something. And yeah. she was like, "Okay," but I think that he found out. He just didn't want to say it. Yeah, which is awful. Yeah, I was like, "Dude, why?" Like, sad realizations. <laughs> it's pretty bad. That's for sure. Yeah, but I think at that moment he kind of realized that it's it was done between them. Like mm. it's it's been done between them a long time ago. Yeah, and he just he didn't, he didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So other than that, I feel like another really big theme in the movie. Maybe you picked up on this too. Is there's a big absence of like God in the movie? Mm, yeah. Because even like the title Castaway, he, he Chuck's placed on this island, and it's like. He he even calls out in many different times in the movie for like help or for someone to help, especially in the ship scene uh-huh. when he sees that light out on the horizon of the water, and yeah. he's he's shining his light. He's like, "Help, help! Like anybody, come on!" And and nothing happens from that. It was like this all this hope that he had from there just like disappeared, and he's isolated the whole time, and it's this really difficult thing. And it just seemed to me like like it was it was trying to say like what do we do when we're not seeing God in our lives? Mm. And I was like, huh, you know, that's really something. Because mm-hmm. how often are we going through something in our lives and we're like, you know what? Where where's God in this situation? Because I thought he was supposed to be here. What do you think? That's you bring up a good point. Because uh, with this whole God aspect, like. There's a lot of people that don't believe in God simply because there's things that happen in the world, such as mm-hmm. being stranded on an island, yeah. that might make it seem like God doesn't exist because he's not helping these people out. Like, why, aren't, why, isn't, why isn't he putting a stop to these things? Mm-hmm. And so you make a, make a great point. Like, why wouldn't he make a, a stop to these things? And I've seen it a lot. And my explanation for that is that People need to go through these trials. If he's not stopping this trial from happening, I mean, it's, it's probably because you need to go through it. Mm-hmm. And you need to change from it. You need to grow from it. And that's why you're going through these things. It's not so that God can stop it. It's so that he can allow it to happen. And I, I, I understand, like, we both believe in God, but not everyone does. And I, I feel like most people do believe in, like, some kind of higher power. Yeah. And... And I think having that belief is something that's important. And that can also be something that can, can help you like, k- 
keep moving forward. As you mentioned earlier, this movie it, it really can be a metaphor. And and for us, like we can be the castaway in in any kind of situation. Uh we can be the one that's been like set aside in something and not sure like why. It's like why yeah. is this happening to me at this time? And that can be in any kind of situation with any kind of whatever. Because I feel like a lot of people feel that. They're just like, what the heck? Why can't I just have like a, a clean break for a second just to like have some good times? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then let it get hard later, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it just doesn't happen that way. Like, right? As we yeah. know, right? The world ain't built like that. That's exactly right. I think this is a film of learning from your trials and being yeah. able to rely on hope instead of logic. Yeah. Relying on faith instead of logic. And you see that at the end of the movie, too, when he's talking. Uh, I don't even know who he's talking to, but he's just talking in this room. Uh, and he, he says something interesting. And he said that all of his logic was completely wrong when he, when he left that island. Because all of his logic said that he was going to stay there. Mm-hmm. And he was going to die there. He, he said he didn't, he didn't think he was ever going to see this place ever again. Uh, and yet he did. And that proved his logic wrong. And so that begs a question to me. When is it necessary to rely on logic? And when is it necessary to rely on faith for things? Mm. That's a really good question. And I, I don't know if I have the answer, unfortunately. Yeah. But, but I feel like just from my own life, I feel like logic is something that can, that can help us understand certain things but at the end of the day it's our faith that really allows us to like get past those things Mm -hmm. and to to come out the other end unscathed Mm -hmm. yeah so that that's kind of like my own thoughts Mm -hmm. because what are what personally do you feel on that i i probably don't have a fully good explanation for it either Mm -hmm. Uh, but i think that there are times for uh, logical reasoning, and there are times for faith-based reasoning, uh, and deciding between those is is pretty difficult, I think. Uh, but if if you're a religious person like us, uh, you tend to rely on faith a lot, and that's 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 a fine thing to do. That's a really good thing to do, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, there are other things that that you should rely on logic with, in right? Life. Yeah, um, and discerning between those, it's like. When you're trapped on this island, uh, are you going to rely on logic to get you off the island? And the answer was no for him, obviously. And I think that's because uh, logic is going to say that you can't get off the island. And, and if you rely on, on pure logic at that moment, you're probably going to kill yourself. Right? <laughs> yeah. He was about yeah. to anyways. Yeah, he was true. Rely- he's a logical guy. Yeah. Like, if, if you're a logical guy in that situation, you're probably going to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but relying on faith helps you to push forward in these t- types of situations. Right. Yeah, because I, I guess that's true. I mean, all signs were pointing towards, like, you're going to die here. There's no point in really, like, suffering all this time anyway. Exactly. And so when you're, when you're just relying on that, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's where you're going to head. So Right. That's, you know what? That's the same as, like, living on Earth, though. Because at the end of the day, like, we're all going to die here on Earth anyways. And we're going to go through a lot of different things in our lives as well. What makes it worth it? Well, obviously, we, we, live, we believe in the afterlife. And I think that mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, I think the purpose of this life is just to learn and grow from our experiences and be able to know things and to learn of, of these things. Mm. And as we, as we learn and grow, we can then uh, progress in our lives. And we're, we're meant to just progress and go through trials and all these things. That's what this is for. Yeah. That's what meant for. So. Yeah, I feel like with all kinds of trials and anything, anything that we experience in life, there's a silver lining to all of it. There is good in the bad. And I think that's an important thing to remember. Because anytime you do something that's difficult or that like takes some real effort, it feels so satisfying afterwards. Like you feel so good yeah, after you accomplish it. And it's the small things like that that make the hard things worth it, right? So even for Chuck living on on this island and he's doing difficult things, I bet he felt really accomplished. Whenever, yeah. whenever he actually like finished something or mm. did something that was important to get done. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was probably really rewarding starting that fire for the first time and oh, re- yeah. realizing like, I just made fire. I mean, you saw him dancing around. And it's like, yeah, he was hyped. But that's the thing, it was, <laughs> like to us, like living in this modern society, it's a very, a very simple thing, very simple task. Right. But to him right. on the sound with nothing, it's the biggest task in the world. Right. And so by accomplishing that, it's, it gives him that sense of reward and accomplishment. Yeah, you're right. I really like that idea. And the other thing to go with that is like, do you think it's important to celebrate your accomplishments? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, to, to an extent. I mean, I don't think that you should go crazy about every little accomplishment you make. I mean, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's too small, I mean, I don't really, I don't really celebrate for every little thing I <laughs> yeah. do. Because there's, I mean, there's little tasks you do all the time, and it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know what you would classify as an accomplishment, I guess. But like, yeah. yeah, I guess that depends on, on the person yeah. and, and what they, they deem it is, because different for everybody. Right. And like, so I guess for me, an accomplishment in my eyes is like graduating university or something. That's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah. And I think there's, there's other ones that can be smaller than that. Um, but little, but little ones are just tasks to me. They're not, they're not like accomplishments. I think that celebrating the, the big accomplishments in your life is, it can be a good thing. And I mean, I would, I would do that too. Fire. Yeah. And I, I think, I think, <laughs> well, I think that it is a good thing to do because you've just done this a big thing and you just need to reward yourself with something afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, but that's the thing with him too. He, he accomplished all these things. And was he, rewarded for all these accomplishments that he made i mean yes but it wasn't in a sense that we would do it he was he was rewarded by creating fire by having fire mm-hmm. by now knowing how to do it and practicing it and be, getting better at it and getting making it easier for himself yeah and so he was rewarded with that he was rewarded with he was rewarded with the skills to do it i think that's pretty good honestly i mean like if you compare that to the kind of rewards that we get like nowadays in like our own lives it seems like most of the time, the reward that we're all looking for is like money. Yeah. It's always like, oh yeah, I, I just got this raise at work. Look at me go. <laughs> That's and a nice reward, right? And yeah. it's it's a reward for sure. But at the same time, I it makes me think like, why why are all these rewards like greed based? Because that's that's kind of what it feels like to me. Mm-hmm. Or like, why are they necessary even too? Yeah. Honestly, because like sometimes, sometimes it's like, why, why do we feel the need that we need 
some some kind of gratification mm-hmm. after after something like that. Uh, yeah, and I think that's just the human way. I think that's just <laughs> like I think that humans are naturally hardwired for gratification for reward mm. after after certain things it's i think it's just hardwired in our own systems that we need to be gratified for the things that we do uh, it's just an, and i think that might go back to uh i mean i don't know if anyone else knows this term but like the natural man because mm-hmm. um, the natural man needs to be gratified and we're we're just humans or we're i guess we're in this mortal experience right now yeah and in this mortal experience right now we need to be gratified for these things because mm. that's how the natural man works. So the natural man, he's kind of, if you try to dissect it, he's he's kind of like the carnal, um, base kind of like animal instincts, I guess you could almost yeah, say. Yeah, like, yeah, just carnal nature. Just, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, hungry. Like mortal instincts, I, yeah. Yeah. I want this now. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wanting things and reward, gratification, all these things. Yeah. yeah. To go along with that, and it's I guess this is a little bit off topic, but something that I've always thought was really interesting is like serving other people and do and like performing service in like communities, that kind of stuff. And I've always found that really rewarding, other than like I mean like getting money's nice. Yeah. All those kind of things, like any kind of like a physical reward, like it's like, oh, so cool. But anytime that I've done service, I feel like the reward that you get from that is is something more like internal inside yourself, and it feels better. Yeah, and it, it also, it's like lifting you up, like raising you up. Yeah, it also lasts longer too. Yeah, you know, in in the long run, I mean, because money can be spent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can save money, obviously, but like the memory of you helping those people is going to last a lot longer. Mm-hmm. For Chuck, it it seems like I mean, like he's really only serving himself on this island. Until he creates his buddy, Wilson. His buddy. And, and that was a really important thing in the movie, too, for him to have some kind of companionship. Someone that he could, that he could feel like he's helping as well. Because I've, I've always uh, thought this, and I've heard this before, and it's that, that you'll do more for others than you'll do for yourself. Okay, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I've always found that to be very true. I, I've always liked to really, like, help other people that's something that jordan peterson has said before yeah and i and i i think it's true yeah i'm a fan yeah but yeah yeah. and and for chuck in this situation because he had someone else i feel like that really helped him to like get through his circumstances as well yeah and if if this was real life like if he didn't create this wilson representation or uh, into a volleyball or whatever Mm -hmm. um I, I don't think that he would have survived. And I guess in the movie too. But with all that being said, it's because us as humans, we need interaction. We need to be social. Mm-hmm. And without that interaction, without uh, having people around us and being social in, the, in a social environment, we tend to lose touch with reality. And so, and that, I guess that kind of happened with him a little bit. But it was, Oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> it, it happened yeah. to him, but it was more in like a, a positive reinforcing way mm-hmm. rather than a negative way. Because... I mean, if he didn't have that volleyball there, he probably would have gone downhill in, into this negative direction and, and would have been deranged, yeah. right? Like, and when he got home, that would have, he would have been not the same person at all. Like, mm-hmm. he would have, his mind would have been broken. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just because of the, he didn't have any of the, that social interaction. But. He's constantly talking to Wilson, 
exactly. just like having conversations with them and i think that also helps to just show like the importance of that idea of loneliness how like it's not healthy for anyone to be alone and it's really important to to be able to talk to people um and be able to work through things like that because i i think that even even if you're around people all the time you can still be alone because there's that that whole part of actually like being open and communicating and talking that's really important mm-hmm. and if you shut that part off it, it almost seems like you're just like chuck and wilson where oh. it's just like it's it's mm-hmm. good but there's something off because yeah. because it just doesn't it's not natural it's yeah. not working the way that it should yeah because well because he's he, it's only talking one way right yeah he, he's the only one talking um and it seems like in the film he you get a sense that he's pretending that he's talking back to him right and i guess that's the part where his his mind is a little going crazy there mm-hmm. uh but but yeah like it's like without wilson without without that creation uh, he wouldn't have made it wilson <laughs> dude yes wilson <laughs> and okay in that scene when i was watching that yeah i was like why don't you just swim farther <laughs> just keep swimming do you think he would have lost the he raft? was tired oh true do you think he would have lost the raft though oh went- yeah yeah because in that moment, like, he had to make the choice, right? It was like, I either stay with this raft or I go after Wilson. And, I mean, if he's going to go after Wilson, he's, he's going to die. Gonna die. Yeah. So, but, but you see him, like, he has to make that choice. And he does. And he chooses to stay with the raft. And that's so sad. Yeah, that was kind of sad, honestly. Yeah. Pretty sad moment. It was, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Everybody needs a Wilson. Everybody. Dude. <laughs> If any, if everyone had a Wilson, be set for life. Oh yeah, yeah. The world would be a much better place. Everything would work out. It'd be perfect. <laughs> Everything would work out. Yeah. The the way that Wilson was represented, um, it almost seemed like Wilson was Chuck's old self, and he was talking to his old self the whole time throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And then when he loses uh, Wilson, it's like he's shedding himself. He's like shedding himself of his old self. Because he's a changed person, he's 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 been changed from the island, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of the representation that I got too from that. There's something else that I wanted to just bring up, and that was like the perception of time in the movie. Oh yeah. So in the beginning, Chuck he is very analytical. That's his whole job. Yeah. He's like yeah. analyzing. He's he's trying to figure out how things can be most efficient. It's like money is time. Let's go. Look at that's it. right. It's yeah. like. We we cannot afford to waste time here. Like mm-hmm. everything has to be like perfect and to the dot, squared off. And then he's dropped on the island. He breaks that gift of the watch that he gets, and and so he he doesn't have any real perception of time after that. Yeah, that just seemed really interesting. Why do you think that was an important theme in the movie? Well, because I think that um, you know the job that he has as like this analyst. Uh, type person trying to get everyone to do their jobs properly and on a, the correct schedule things like that uh he had control over like every aspect in his life basically and mm. he used time as a resource to to get everyone to do their jobs yeah. in a correct manner in a timely manner because that's that's what you have to do when you're 
working at FedEx, you have to get their packages on time, right? And <laughs> we want our packages. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But when he's on the island, he's thrust into the situation where yeah. there's obviously, like you said, there's no time mm. that, uh, that's being represented anywhere. And it just shows that he once had control of all these situations in his life. Uh, but then he goes into this island where he has no control at all. So it's like complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's for like everyone who comes from a normal society like like we do. It's like, yeah. or, or just a modern society. It's, you know, that, that would shock anyone, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think it's just the representation of time is that he had to really figure it out for himself that um, how to do things and when to do things, where to do things. And, and he quickly started to realize that he didn't have any control over the elements. He didn't have any control over uh, whether he would live or die. Mm-hmm. I mean, to an extent, he could, he could catch food and he could stay motivated to do those things. But anything could really happen, right? Yeah. Like, I like that. I feel like, to add on that a little bit too, it's like he's been released from, from time prison. That's <laughs> kind of what I thought yeah, of. Okay. I, was, I was like, okay, well, time is no longer like this constraint in his life. Because it really is like he has all the time in the world now. Whereas before, it, it was like, I got to do this, I got to do that. All at this specific time. I don't have time for this, I don't have time for that. But now it's like he has all the time in the world. And, and he's been released from that, that cycle of like, I need to prioritize. Mm-hmm. So once he's on the island, it's more so, it's like, what do I do? Oh, I'm free from all these things. What, what should I do now? And you see, like, it, it would definitely be a struggle to, like, fill all that time. Because what would you do? I mean, mm-hmm. like, I guess you can work on a hut for a while and, mm-hmm. and get some fish. But after all, those th- after all that stuff, I mean, like, probably got a little boring. <laughs> it probably was pretty boring on the island. Yeah. I mean, he, I feel like he did create his own priorities for himself. I mean, I feel like you would have to mm-hmm. uh, if you want to... Uh, you know learn how to hunt to learn how to make fire uh you know just just all these different things that go into surviving Mm. um i think that took up a lot of his time but other than that i mean he could do he could explore the island but i'm sure he explored the island a thousand times because the island is so small yeah (laughs) but you know a a thought with that as well is it's it's like who is planning out your time is it you that's in charge of it or is it somebody else especially I always feel this way when I'm working. I'm always like, oh, man, I just got to get through this, and then I can go home and do what I want to do. And that's always been, like, this thought in my mind. And so with this movie, it's it's just who is planning your day? Are you in control of it? Are you in control of your own time? Like, are you doing what you want to be doing? Or are you just kind of, like, a slave to this timeline Mm -hmm. that you're just stuck in? Mm Mm-hmm. I have some thoughts on that, and it's mainly because I, when I am searching for a job, I, mm. try to, I try to get the jobs that I know I would be most interested in, Yeah, uh, and that's just what I try to do, and I, I try to prioritize that over how much money it, it mm-hmm. makes, and I know that's not for a lot of people. I know a lot of people who prioritize the money part over what the job is. I think um, that's a good thing to do, too, though, right? Yes, and Because that's, that's more sustainable. Yeah, and that's true. I've I've just been the type of guy who is always searching for, you know, the things that I want to do in in life 
and trying to find the right career path for for what I want to do. And finding that is very difficult. It's a windy road trying to get me to find all these different avenues I could take. It's because I when I enter into my career, I want to be something that I can do for the rest of my life and mm. what I what I would love to do for the rest of my life. I don't want it to be something that I hate going to. And that's probably one of the biggest fears I have. And that's yeah. that's why I end up trying to find these jobs that are more interesting to me than than how much money they make because mm. I'm trying to put myself in these in these avenues that can build off of what's what's there already. I feel like for me I've I've always come back to the same kind of thought and that's always been I wish I could be my own boss. Oh yeah. And and that's a long-term goal and that would be something that would be pretty sweet is to be able to have control of all that. Yeah, I just it, love that idea. I mean, it gives you a lot of control. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people love that idea. Yeah. But will everyone time, actually get there? <laughs> but that's the thing. Are you like with with business and stuff like that? It's like everyone I feel like a lot of people almost everyone wants that. Mm-hmm. And the question you got to be asking yourself though is are you willing to put in the time and the effort uh, to start up a company like that? Exactly. Cuz yeah. that's what brings everybody down. And it's not just that, it's about consistency and not quitting. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's, I think to me, that's the biggest thing is like not stopping what yeah. you're going to do because that's what gets everybody to. It's like they start this big project and then, and then like a few weeks down the line, they're like, okay, this isn't getting me anywhere. I might as well just go to my job, my regular job. Yeah. And, you know, that's fine to go to your regular job, but like, are you going to just quit on your project? They, a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, that's why there's not, I feel like that's why there's not very many uh, successful entrepreneurs out there. It's because they, they pick up a project, they quit it. They pick up a project and they quit it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a cycle. It's okay to start new projects uh, and it's okay to quit projects, but you have to learn when the project that you're working on is, is a failure. Because right, exactly. th- there's going to be failures and there's going to be successes and you need to learn when that is. That's what I was thinking, because it's like, it's really important to, once you've decided on something, you need to see it through. But at the same time, once, once you have realized that like, it's not working out and adjustments do need to be made, you need to be willing to do that. Yeah. And it's like a, a little, a little sapling, it, it's going to become a tree, right? Mm-hmm. A big tree. And if that tree could think and talk and whatever, it'd be like, oh, I just want to, I just want to be that tree, but it's going to take so long. I might as well just give up. Right. But that's, that's not what a tree does. It slowly, slowly mm-hmm. builds and grows over time to become something greater than itself. Yeah. But at the same time, you're not going to see like a raspberry bush be like, oh, I just really want to be a tree and not change anything about where it is and, and become this tree. You know, if if you're the raspberry bush and there's certain aspects that you know need to be changed to get where you need to go, that needs to happen. Yeah. Not the best analogy, but hopefully. No, (laughs) that makes sense. And uh, back to the the no quitting part, too. Mm -hmm. I I was just thinking about that. And uh, I suppose that you don't don't even need to just uh, quit a project and start a new one if that one's failing. You can simply just rebrand it. Or, yeah. or, you know, adjust, just adjust it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what, okay. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So like, you don't necessarily need to quit it. Uh, you just need to adjust it, rebrand it, do whatever mm-hmm. you need to do to it to make it successful. With this movie, 
something that couldn't get adjusted <laughs> is <Yeah>. Chuck's tooth. <laughs> oh, dude, that was painful to watch. That was rough. That was oh, rough. my goodness. I remember watching that as a kid, and I was like, oh, whoa, what is he doing? <laughs> oh, dude, I just... I couldn't do that. Yeah. What would have happened if you left the tooth, though? Like, would it... Oh, it, it would have gotten infected. Well, it, would, it was probably it already infected. Yeah, yeah, but... It would have gotten worse, and mm-hmm. I think anything that's, like, close to your brain like that, it can, like... You think it can kill you? Like, yeah. Just leaving I it? I think so. Yeah. I, I, don't I don't know, know but I think, I think it can. <laughs> okay, yeah. But that's... And that would suck. <laughs> like, did he... Was he able to brush his teeth on this island? With a stick? I don't know. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> sand? <laughs> no, not sand. Swiss around? A little abrasive. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, okay, his teeth like white still. Like, I don't know what he's brushing with, but... I don't know. I don't know, salt water? Swiss it around? Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. something could work. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But you know, that tooth I always thought was interesting because it was something that was nagging him for a really long time yeah. before it got bad, right? And I feel like that that can definitely relate to our lives as well, because there's there's things that like right now, if you look at your life, there might be like a few things that are kind of like in the background, a little a little bit of a nag, whatever. Mm-hmm. And over time, sometimes they go away, but sometimes they get worse. Yeah. And I think it's really important to to keep on top of those <laughs> and manage those before they get to the point where you need to to really knock them in the bud. Just like the tooth. Because once it's to that point, I think it's too far. Yeah, he... Well, I think he already did say that he's been kind of putting it off for a while before this... Before well, he left. Yeah. But it was, like, at the at the dinner they had with the whole family. Yeah. And you could, you could notice that, You could that, see like, that his tooth is hurting, yeah. It was bugging him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, man, it's... That's a serious thing. You better take care of that. Mm-hmm. It's only going to get worse. It's like a foreshadowing uh, almost for like what's going to happen for like when he takes the tooth out. Yeah, true. In the island. But yeah, that like that was just brutal. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if I was in the same situation and I was trying to survive, perhaps I could do that. Mm. But like, dang, that would hurt a lot. Yeah, it would. So. Did he get knocked out from that though too? Like I saw him like Yeah, he yeah. yeah. He like passed out for a while. Yeah. Which makes sense cuz that was awful. Yeah, and then it cuts to like <laughs> 4 years later and when I saw that, my it was my first time like, watching. Wow, he passed out for a long time. <laughs> Dude, yeah, true. Just wakes up, huh? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, there's a ship here. <laughs> but I I and then it cuts to like 4 years later and I was like Are you seriously on that island for 4 years still surviving? I was like, "Dude, how?" Yeah. Yeah, and then he just talks about how he was about to kill himself. What do you think stopped him? Like, I think it goes into this a little bit in the movie, but uh, what do you think stopped him from killing himself? I I don't know. I feel like some of it was that that hope for things that were unfinished yeah. in his life. I think he still had that love that really helped him as well with his girlfriend. There, there were just those small little things that that kept him going and because of those little things they all kind of added up and and he was like you know what maybe maybe it's not time yet yeah and i think it was also because when he's tested it the Mm -hmm. branch fell yeah and the the dummy that he was using whatever the thing (laughs) that he made it fell onto the rocks yeah and he was like and at the end of the movie he's talking about this yeah and he said 
dang it, I just, I can't even kill myself the way I want to. And when I heard that, I was like, yeah, it's like you can't control anything there, can you? You relate to that one, hey? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not actually, but. Ha ha ha. No. I think that's interesting. Because I feel like, personally, sometimes I feel like it's hard to get things right. And it's like, oh, what the heck? I can't even, like, do this one thing. Mm. Why can't I just have this one thing be perfect and have it, like, work right? Yeah, yeah. And... And when those things add up, it, it makes you feel like, oh, I can't, I can't get anything right. Great. And so just like Chuck in that situation, it's, it's like he, he just wanted it to be done and over with. But at the same time, since he was so bad at it, <laughs> yeah. it really helped him not do it. <laughs> that is true. That is true. He just couldn't do it. Yeah. Because he couldn't do it the way he wanted to. So, ah, yeah, well, that must suck. Uh <laughs> I just wanted to to find out what you would want in those packages if you were going to be on the island. What is it that you would hope would be in those packages that you could use to survive? Mm. They'd have to fit in the packages though, so like they couldn't be like big things. But oh, just like one one thing that I would choose. Yeah, like what what okay. would you want in the packages? Right. Um, let's see, uh, a battery powered, or no, not a battery powered. Uh, a, a satellite power uh, a saddle okay let me a satellite I'm to, phone i'm trying to speak a waterproof <laughs> satellite phone dude that's what i was thinking really i was yes <laughs> i was like if there's a if if i was stranded here i want a satellite phone so i can just call yeah. them up and be like yo come get me on this island yeah yeah <laughs> dude wouldn't that be great <laughs> that'd be such a short movie though <laughs> Opening the packages. Oh, sweet. Imagine if he actually found boop, that. Boop, boop, boop. Like in the one of the packages. Yeah. Like, say, he's like, sweet. How, how bad would it be, though? He opens it up. It's a satellite phone. And then he's like, oh, yes, I can call someone. But he forgets all numbers. <laughs> he doesn't know what number to <laughs> oh, call. Oh, dang it. What's my girlfriend's number again? Can't even call 911. Forgets uh, the number. <laughs> <laughs> 911, what's your emergency? I don't know where I am. I'm stuck on an island. <laughs> where am I? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that that'll be a short movie. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if those can be tracked though. Hey, the satellite? Yeah, can they? Because then it might be like, hey, I'm stranded. Where are you? I have no idea. True. I I don't know. I mean, like they might have an idea maybe of like where it crashed. Yeah, that's true. Like where the plane crashed. Yeah. 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 But that's it. But then at least they know like he's alive. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think other than that, other than like a satellite phone, things to have, like a toothbrush would be good. Toothbrush um, would be good, yes. <laughs> but no, I think I think something that, that could help him is if he did actually have a knife. That'd be kind of nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, never, he didn't even have a knife, did he? Yeah. Well, he had that knife in the beginning of the movie, right? When he's unboxing the watch, but then he gives it back to his girlfriend. Oh. So it's like he, he had it, but then he gave it back. And watching the movie, you're like, no, you're going to need that later. Yeah. Hold on to that. But then he made a knife out of those skates. Yeah. Which is so, like, I mean, like, it's fine. Which is like fine. It's, pretty it's, not, it's not like a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> cool, though. It kind of like makeshift it. Yeah, true. Himself. True, true. Yeah. It's like, it's like how many of these things can I, can I use for myself? Yeah. That's right. That's, it was pretty cool. You know, that brings up something else 
uh, that that's just an important little thing, and that's being prepared for situations. I mean, you can't prepare for everything, but I I think you can have like a base level of preparedness for like general situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's like a physical thing. That's a mental thing and a spiritual thing. Building up these reserves is a really good thing to have. Mm. So for like a temporal situation, that'd be like having emergency food, emergency water, power, that kind of stuff. Mentally, it it being it'd be being sharp in your mind and right. like having right. knowledge and understanding how things work so that if needed you can you can improvise and and do something. And then spiritual is is having that that understanding that connection with god and being able to to understand that things will work out even if a situation is bad and i think with all those things together if you're placed into a situation where you don't have any control you're able to to make it out the other end so Mm -hmm. no yeah that that makes sense being prepared for all all things Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i mean i can i can relate to that too i mean you you really do got to be prepared for for pretty much everything in your life. Yeah. Uh, and obviously what you were saying, like you, you can't be prepared for everything. And that's okay a lot of the times because a lot of, a lot of the time you're, you're not going to be prepared for, for many things in your life. That's right. Uh, but that's totally okay. You can, you can go into something without being fully prepared, but at least you have some idea of what you can do in the situation if you're a little bit prepared. Mm-hmm. So that, Preparedness, do it. Get prepared. If you're not, do it now. <laughs> do it. Just do, do it now. It. Just do it. Just do it. That's really all you need, actually. If if anything ever goes wrong, you need to remember those words. Just do it. Just do it. Nike swoosh. That's a good one. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to end. I like that. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks, guys, for listening into the, the podcast today. Uh, and we... We hope you liked what we had to say, and please leave a review, uh, please leave comments, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Anyways, bye!